Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast and welcome to our last episode of 2017. Pretty crazy, huh? Uh, But it's a great episode to be wrapping up with and we're just so grateful for the entire Doing It at Home community out there, listeners, supporters of the show. You know, we're going a year plus now and 2017 has just been an amazing year and we're really looking forward to 2018 and all that it will create and expand and magnify and all of those magical, beautiful things. So just thanks for being here with us on the journey and for hanging out with us. We so appreciate and love you. And with that, if you would like to show some of your appreciation for the show, if you've gotten anything out of the show, if there's been any nuggets for you, we've helped you in your journey, anything like that, a way to show that would be to support the show in some way. And that can be in a monetary aspect or not. But you can check out all of those options at support in the DIHpodcast.com. So on our website, go to the support tab, and there you'll see how you could do a one-time or recurring donation or just purchase through our Amazon link and buy the stuff that you'd already be purchasing. And then some of that comes back to us to, you know, get new equipment, keep the show hosted, do stuff for the website, get you cool things and all of that cool stuff. And then also ways you can subscribe, like, give a review in iTunes. All of that is there for you in the support page. And we are wrapping up with a really cool episode today. But before I get into that, I also just want to drop some some fun teasers for you that are going to be 
going to be coming up in 2018. Some of the episodes we have on deck, we're going to be exploring some new things on the show and we're going to be having some guests uh, talking about things that we have not talked about before on the show. It's almost shocking to me that it's it's taken us this long to get um, some of these topics on the show, but still better late than never. And I'm really excited. So we are going to have our first home birth after cesarean coming up very shortly and a surrogacy story that involves a home birth. So pretty cool stuff. And if there are things like that that you want to hear more of or you other things you want us to dive into, people you want us to have on the show, reach out and let us know as we're planning You know, our calendar for 2018 and we're getting the lineup going. So you can email us at hello at diahpodcast.com or there's a contact us link through the website and you could do that. So moving in to today's episode, what do the terms black minimalism, veterans, and eco-conscious lifestyle, and home birth have in common? Well, we talk about all of those things in today's birth story, and we sit down, Matthew and myself, with Pastavia and Sean. And first of all, they are just two of the coolest people ever, and their storytelling is amazing. And sitting down with them just really felt like hanging out with old friends. And so we we really enjoyed that aspect of, of the whole experience. But also their story is so rich and so Cool. So Pastavia and Sean met while serving in the military, while on active duty, and now they're no longer, so they're veterans. And they've been married for 15 years before they started to think about having kids or before they expanded their family. And so that's really cool. And I, I think they're the only couple that I've ever talked with who have been married for that period of time before expanding their family. And so they bring a really cool, rich perspective there on you know, expanding that level of their relationship. And they were planning for a home birth. They had a midwife who they loved and cultivated a strong relationship with and bond with, which many of us do. You know, they talked about their midwife as becoming a friend and a therapist through their process. And we also get some twists and turns in their story. So babies arrive at their own time and they have their own agenda. And so their baby, their daughter, decided to show up about a month early. And with that and the laws in their state regarding home birth, that meant transferring to a hospital. And so we get to hear about how through that, even though there were some curveballs thrown, it unfolded in its own absolutely beautiful way. And they were able to step up as their own advocates and be well-informed and create a magical birth experience. And that's what we're all about. And so it's such a cool story. Again, an amazing way to wrap up 2017. Thank you guys so much again. We love you. We will catch you in 2018. And here, enjoy this story. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
Hey, Pastavia and Sean, how are you guys? Doing good. How are you? We're both fantastic. Yes. Yeah, we're having a, a blast over here. And just thank you again for joining us on the Doing It at Home podcast. And it's not just both of you. We we get another treat. It's um, baby is with us as well. <laughs> yeah, we got baby Nove here. She's nursing. Great. That's the best way to have them during these interviews. I've found. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I came was like, here, have some food. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, why don't you guys kick us off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and you know what you guys are up to? Uh, well, I'm Pastavia, and I'm married to my best friend of 15 years, Sean. Wow! Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he's a 2D animator, and I am a federal contracts manager with the Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, nice. We were prior military, prior Air Force is where we met. I tell everybody I had to leave the country to meet my Prince Charming. I had to go to England to find him, y'all. But yeah, and we we run a a YouTube channel website called Eco-Conscious Lifestyle. And it's about minimalism and living more consciously with also with the whole like environmental friendly aspect um, tied into that. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add? Ben? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm, I'm originally from Texas. Um, you know, met this lovely woman while I was stationed, you know, in England and our journey just kind of went from there and it's taken us all over. And now we're, you know, starting a family and Great state of California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not people be out here. No, we didn't. I'm just like, what? I want to raise my kids with an accent, like a nice little southern accent, but. I guess not. She won't be a valley girl, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm from Florida. Um, Matt, I know you're from Gainesville, Gainesville, Florida. I'm from Jacksonville. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yeah, Sarah and I, we um, both went to school in Gainesville, Florida. Oh, you and, Yeah, and Sarah's actually from Weston, so yeah, down Fort by Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, South oh, Coast. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We got married in Panama City. Yeah. Nice. Florida connection. Love yeah, it's it. It's very cool. <laughs> and and you guys just, you know, you casually mentioned your YouTube channel, but your YouTube channel is freaking awesome. So cool. We were watching some of it before we hopped on this call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have such beautiful chemistry and you're fun and you're funny and oh yeah, you're also talking about health conscious stuff. So, it is it is so cool and um we're going to put some links to it in the show notes. So for all of you listening, you can go check out Pastavia and Sean um, on their on their amazing YouTube channel. And oops, here I am. I just, I just played the video in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put that in there. Just wanted to make sure we touched on that. I'm sure we'll get into it again at yeah. some point in the episode. Yeah, yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about pregnancy and and birth conversations and planning, um, you know, before we hit record, you kind of mentioned that baby was a surprise. So mm. tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I was, she was more, uh, she like a surprise of her when she decided she wanted to come. Okay. We have been planning and talking about our mystical child for, 
probably over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. We got married when we were embryos. I was 18 and he was 20. Mm-hmm. And now here we are 15 years later. You guys can do the math. I don't want to say it out loud, but <laughs> um, we, we, we knew that we wanted to start a family, but with both of us being active duty military, mm-hmm. and this was right after, you know, like 9-11, um, he's, he's done several tours overseas, and so have I. And, you know, with friends and family around us, we saw how hard that was right. on trying mm-hmm. to raise a family after you're deployed for yeah. six, seven months. Um, a good friend of ours, he's, he missed the birth of his child because of it. And um, I, we just, we don't want that to play out for us. We're just like, oh, we'll wait. Um, we'll wait to rule civilians and then, you know, we'll, we'll do the whole, we'll try the parenting thing. Mm. And then, so we got out of the military around 2011, you got out and I got out in 2013. And then, um, you're just like, oh, let's wait a little bit more. Cause this is a, it's a huge responsibility. <laughs> it costs a lot. <laughs> um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. You drank so much. You drank a little bit too much. You got excited. Um, Okay. Sure. Ooh, I love all the milk. Yeah. It all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when we actually decided to get pregnant, it was the, what was it? Well, tell me what you said to me. Oh, at the end of like New Year's Eve last year, or yeah, last year, duh, that was New Year's Eve last year. Um, I was just like, hey, you know, do you want to try this whole like parenting thing? Because I think a lot of things are going to change in 2017. And then cut to Valentine's Day, we find out that we're pregnant. And I was like, oh, I didn't mean like right now. Right. <laughs> I wasn't so, specific. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, talk about manifestation. <laughs> um, but pregnancy was, I loved being pregnant. I didn't have any morning sickness. I didn't have any like weird, um, you know, like cravings or ailments or anything like that. I really listened to my body. Um, I did yoga. I ran all the way up until I was about six months pregnant. You stayed really um, stayed active. Um, my midwife kept saying, she goes, how is this? You're the most flexible pregnant lady I've ever seen. And, you know, I was like, yes. You know, I was all like proud of that. But, um, I think a lot of it had to do with my mentality and then um, just a lot of the work that we did beforehand. You know, I got, I did chiropractic therapy. I, um, I ate well, like I, I was talking to you guys before, I'm, I'm a plant-based, even though I'm married to my Texan who loves his meat, he's about like 80, 20, right? But I also shifted my diet. Yeah, she's yeah that's true. told me that she wanted to start a family, so. No more cycling, because I guess that's not good for your your uh, family jewels, like if you're trying to get pregnant and if you like to cycle or bike. Gotta protect them. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, But yeah, how is my pregnancy from your point of view, babe? I thought it was good. You only had had little quirks. Like, hey, you know, can we have no dishes in the sink? Like, in the next... (laughs) Ever. Period. And she was like, no, not all the time. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Time. Well, yeah. This is new. Um, and even did that when you weren't home. So that was yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was funny you shared with me. Because Sean works from home. And he was just like, 
he would make himself like lunch or something and go to put a dish in the sink. And he goes, Oh no, 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 I can't do it. I got to wash it and put it away. <laughs> so come home and find it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, your, your pregnancy, it was, uh, I thought it went well and you, you didn't have like any big shifts in your mood or anything like that. So no, no. I mean, you, I, I thought you ate more then. You probably eat a lot more now. Oh, yeah. I eat us out of the house and home. I literally just ate like $200 worth of groceries in the past four days. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, just, oh. So I'm curious then um, your your process of finding your care and connecting with a midwife. And then also a little bit if you can like sprinkle in there your whole eco-conscious lifestyle and mindset and consciousness, how that tied into pregnancy and birth planning as well. Oh yeah, sure. Um, for, I would say like the, the, for us, the eco-conscious and like the, well, at first it started with like minimalism and we didn't know what that was until a friend of ours uh, talked to us about it. Um, but I think after deploying what four or five times between the two of us, we got very um, efficient into like, you know, only using what you need, you would pack what you need mm-hmm. um, because you couldn't like when you deploy you it, you, it really was down to like, you know, the essentials, you know, it's like, what do you, what would you take out of the fire? Like your, all your important stuff, you know, back then there wasn't Skype <laughs> back in like 2004, 2005. Um, so we do like uh, pictures, you know, little trinkets and stuff like that, that we have. But when we came back home, we realized, you know, and we had like this beautiful, gorgeous house that we had bought. Um, but after a while we noticed that we were just filling it with stuff. And even though we, we would be gone for like six to eight months, it was just nice to come back to our stuff. But then after a while it was like, uh, you know, when you PCS, which is the permanent change of station, uh, for every military family, like they move you around, you, you really get to find what you actually use and what you don't use. Mm-hmm. What's been in the box since you've actually, since you moved in, you're just like, this has been in the garage for how long we've been here for four years and we haven't opened it once. I'm pretty sure we're not going to use whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's when it, it, that whole um, mindset started. And then for me, I, with, in the Air Force, my job, I was a health technician. So I did a lot of um, psychology, counseling and, and group therapy and stuff like that. Um, and then as I got up the ranks, it was more like your medical administration and a lot of the paperwork and making sure people were awarded for their efforts and things. But um, once I transitioned over and went to school uh, for business school for my MBA, I really got into it was one of my marketing classes that I got into the whole, well, where where do we get this stuff? Like, why, why, why is like half the things that we not half, I would say like 85 percent of the goods that are imported are from, you know, other countries, you know, China, Taiwan, all those places. Um, why don't we use a do a what happened to the whole like made in America effort. And then, so that's what started my whole, um, I I would say like eco-conscious thought process. I swear like pregnancy brain and nursing brain. I'm like, I see the words, but I can't grab them. (laughs) Uh, Totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it started from, it stemmed from that, I I would say. And then that, you know, I mean, I think when you start with that, you go into like a, a bit of a rabbit hole um, when you researching and because um, at first, like for I'm 
for a lot of the women, it starts with like, oh, my makeup or my hair or like very um, foo-foo, I would say, kind of stuff. That's a technical term, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it's it's easier to, to see like, oh, well, what's in my makeup products or what's in my um, stuff for like my hair or and then it built into like, oh, well, who made our clothes and what is it you know, made out of? I started making our own like laundry soaps and, and uh, toothpaste. Um, it started with like the laundry detergent because Sean had a um, allergic reaction on his back from like this big known brand that my grandma used to use and my mom used. So I used it just because that's what I saw around the house, you know. Um, but then when he had this, you know, rash on, on, on his back and I was just like, well, what's in that? You know, and it was, again, starting that whole rabbit hole of, of research and then when I found out, I was like, oh, I can make my own laundry detergent for like 75 cents and have like a gallon, you know. Um, I was like, yeah, why why not? Um, and then from there, reaching out with other like bloggers, like the um, the hillbilly African who's really, really awesome. Uh, and just talking with other, other like-minded individuals uh, with the minimalist movement. We're part of a, a group uh, called Black Minimalists. Um, and they're just, it, it was just one of those, um, natural, what do you, what would you call it? Like natural paths or progressions. progressions. Yeah. Um, it's interesting where you start doing, you, you, you start like, um, researching or opening certain doors and then you meet people that you have, you would have never met or crossed paths beforehand. Um, and so with that whole like eco conscious mindset, the whole, um, just rethinking, I, I, you know, like getting, getting that mindset of of rethinking, like, well, where is this? Why? And questioning the norms. Um, when we did become pregnant, granted, I had worked in a hospital my entire adult career. And, um, I had always said, I was like, I don't think I would want to have my baby in a hospital, not because I had any you know, I am, I understand Western medicine and it, it is a gift, you know, from some people wouldn't be able to have their babies without it, you know. Um, but uh, I was just like, I want to try something else because you know, I was already in that mindset of like, oh, well, let's see what's behind this curtain, you know, versus the stuff that we've been told all the time. Um, and so here in California, I'm, you know, very grateful. We, it's very progressive state. Um, so when we went out to go look for, you know, like midwives and, um, not so much people who, who, uh, I understand like you need that representation because a lot of people want to see midwives who look like them or who have the same values and, and, um, um, thought processes. And, um, so that's how we end up finding our, our midwife tell with Taproot Midwifery in Sacramento. She is a gem. If anybody out there is in Sacramento in the Sacramento area, I highly, highly suggest you you check her out. Incredible care. Yes, she's she she she's. I mean, I, I would say midwives. They're they're more than just midwives. They become your friend. They become your therapist. They become you know all all the all the things. And yeah. and um, she was very. She's also a plant based. Um, as well. And I want, that was very, very important to me because, you know, we went to go interview, um, midwives, you know, I was, I was told by, 
one or two, they're like, oh, no, you're going to have to, like, eat meat and up your protein. And I was just wanted to, like, cry inside. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. Uh, but, um, you know, when we sat down with Tell, she was like, oh, no, it's just going to look different for you. You know, like, yeah, you'll have to be, you know, again, that whole, like, mindful aspect. And her partner has a um, apothecary, you know, um, business as well. So, like, different herbs and, and stuff like that. So it was just like a win-win um, for us. And we sat down and we met with her. And it was, it was so funny because we were telling her later on, I was like, I, before I gotten pregnant, I was looking up like, oh, the things that you should do for your body to, you know, like prepare your body for fertility. And her site had came up because she does something called Mayan therapy, which is um, it just it helps like the womb and the uterus and that whole area. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I should check that out. And, and then didn't think anything of it, you know, um, and then lo and behold, full circle, um, we interviewed her and I was like, hey, wait a minute. I remember, you know, looking at your site like six months ago before we were even pregnant. So it oh, all worked, cool. worked together. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so we were planning for a home birth. And so what was yeah. that process like? And what was, you know, how did you two plan and vision and, and all of that great stuff? Do you want to talk about home birth? Um, well, we, we attended a, a hypno babies course and just, you know, wanted, I wanted Pastavia to be in a, a space she was familiar with where, you know, we could have music on, um, the food she would want to eat would be right here in the kitchen. So it, when she told me about the idea, I was I was all for it. I mean, you know, nothing nothing against hospitals and they have great care there, but I just felt if she could be in her own space as far as I guess keeping her calm, it would really be a good fit. Yeah. When what were your thoughts when I first presented the home home birth thing to you? You were pretty pretty open. You were like, Hey, it's your body. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, I thought a, a great option. I wasn't ruling anything out. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was very blessed and, and grateful to, to have that or, you know, to have a partner who is just um, willing to hear, um, you know, hear my thoughts and, and, and just be able to hold that space for me and, and uh, be supportive. Um, and it was interesting because we had our birth team was very, very, very small. It was literally tell our midwife, um, and her assistant. And then we had, um, my birth photographer or our birth photographer, I should say, Camille, who was amazing. Um, and then ironically, we, I was, I didn't know if I wanted a doula or not. I was just like, are they really necessary? Like, what do they really do? I was like, Sean could be my doula. And I got him a book <laughs> for doulas for dads. And then he goes, no, babe, you need to find somebody to be like a dedicated. I love um, that awareness person. though. I love that acknowledgement and like, no, maybe we need to go this path <laughs> rather than take yeah. something yeah. on that doesn't resonate with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then ironically, we end up finding, um, well, actually, two two doulas. A friend of mine out in LA. She's a postpartum doula. Her name's Brandy Sellers, and she's really big in the whole like maternal justice movement. Um, which she completely opened my eyes. I was just like, I didn't even know it was a that was like I think for me working where I work, like even 
working for the federal government, I'm a little pissed or, you know, yeah, I'm kind of pissed off because they, it's the largest, largest workforce and it doesn't have any kind of maternity leave, like paid maternity leave. However, you know, like me being off work, like I've been off work since September 30th. Um, I am not in danger of losing my job. So they do have that FMLA, your family, uh, family medical leave, leave allowance, um, where you like, um, I can go back to my job and I'm not going to lose my job. But I, I find I found it very frustrating, and I was just like, "What the piss? Like, how is it that you guys don't have a paid maternity leave? That makes no sense to me." Um, but talking with Brandy, she was telling me this whole like maternal justice uh, part, where you know, like some women have to go back to work after like two, five weeks, and I'm like, "What?" You know, uh, I thought that was like completely, I was just like completely mind blown. Um, now, did that but, yeah, impact? Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Did the um, the fact that there was no paid maternity leave uh, through with your jobs that impact at all your time frame on when you wanted to become pregnant or your, your decision to become pregnant in the first place? No, no, it didn't. But I mean, because I'm like like I said beforehand, being in the military, you I I don't know if I said this beforehand. Maybe I thought it and I didn't say it out loud. Um, you always have, there's a contingency plan, <laughs> you know, it's not like you plan for the worst and you don't want the worst to happen. But if something were to go wrong or, um, we wanted to make sure for, like financially we were okay. And so like, again, like I've been off since the end of September and I'll go back to work like right after MLK. So I have a good, almost four months off. Um, which I, again, I, I'm on, I feel like I'm coming from a place of privilege at that point. Like we put money aside, we've, we've saved for it again, cause we were very mindful of, you know, having this little person and, um, just wanting to be there with, with her and, uh, you know, like with breastfeeding and, and all that other jazz. Um, but again, I, that learning or learning this whole, like, I swear the whole like birth world, my mind has been blown. <laughs> like all the, the things that I've, I've learned um, and continue to learn. Um, you gotta say something yeah. that, that I, I don't know. I was just like, Oh, this, this whole thing is interesting. But yeah. uh, long story short, we end up getting a doula. I end I end up meeting her in a green room actually for good day, Sacramento. I was um, helping out a friend and modeling, like high wear white jeans. And I was, you know, like the, the, the token pregnant lady, like, Oh, you can be pregnant <laughs> with your white jeans. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and I was just like, Oh, okay. And then I, you know, I meet the, the young lady there. Uh, her name was Sonia, Sonia J Harris. And, and she's just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to school. I just, you know, like graduated or, um, and I'm trying to figure out like how to start my business. And so I sat down with her and helped her with her business plan. And, and then we end up, you know, being her first client. And, um, I guess I can go into the birth story because she was, she was a huge, huge, um, gem, just like beacon. Uh, so on the 30th of September, I, I guess I was in my, my water broke, but I didn't know that my water had, uh, was uh, broken. Um, yeah, I took a shower and, you know, dried off and I normally this may be TMI sleep in the nude you know and I was we just do like too. oh <laughs> <We> do too. <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I get in the bed and then you know I'm I uh, around like two o'clock in the morning like clockwork I get up and I go pee 
and I'm, I'm a little damp, you know, down there. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, I didn't dry off all the way. Okay, whatever. So I wipe, flush toilet, go back to bed. I cut to getting up around like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, which I am so like, I wish I could sleep for that long. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I missed that. Um, I I get up and I was just like, oh, wait, I'm still a little. I was like, did I pee myself? I was like, mm, you know, I was like, but then again, just not even, I don't know where my brain was, um, put on a, a liner and then just, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I need to go to Trader Joe's so I can do like the meal prepping and stuff like that for the week. Um, and then turns out, uh, like within like half hour that, and it's like a, a small painting line. It wasn't like a, you know, like a maxi pad or anything like that. Um, it was completely soaked. So I took a video of it as one naturally does, you know, and send it to my <laughs> midwife. <laughs> send it to my midwife. I was like, um, is this normal? I'm not sure what's going on. And, you know, she asked us if there's like a smell to it. And I was like, I don't know if there really is. And. Um, she goes, okay, well, I'm coming over. So she comes over um, and, she, you know, we, she gives me an exam in the bedroom there. She goes, yeah, I think this might be amniotic fluid. And I'm like, no, that's not possible because I'm on my way to Trader Joe's. So, like, <laughs> it doesn't fit in with my meal prep plans. It's not on my schedule yeah. for today. <laughs> There's no amniotic fluid on the yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not happening. Um, and at this point, I'm 35 weeks and two days or three days. Um and tell being very, you know, like calm and collected that she is. She goes, no, um, I'm pretty sure it's amniotic fluid. She goes, but here, here's the thing. Go ahead and pack a bag. Like, she's very like quiet and, you know, like she's using her yoga voice. She goes, go ahead and pack a bag and we'll go over, you know, to the hospital and um, we'll just see, like just in case, you know. And I'm just like, ha, 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 no, I don't think so. I'm like haphazardly like putting stuff in, in the bag. I think at one point I had like the remote in there. like Because I wasn't even <laughs> like, I was like, no, I'm not in labor. I'm not having my baby. It's way too, it's too early. Um, and uh, we end up going to UC Davis Medical Center, which is a really great um, hospital. And uh, also the fact that I was at 35 weeks, if something were to be medically, you know, we needed any, um, if the baby needed anything, it has like one of the best or actually the best, um, NICU in Northern California. So, um, tell us like, we've got time, let's go. And if anything is, you know, we'll hang out there for a couple hours and then we'll come back home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Cut to getting to the, you know, the um, women's pavilion. That's what they call their birthing area. And they do another exam, and they put the liquid underneath the, um, 
the microscope microscope and yes it is amniotic fluid and I'm like I just start laughing I like bust out laughing I was just like I, I didn't know what to think of it or or uh, what were your thoughts when you, you saw me on the bed just laughing hysterically control of the illusion yeah I was just like huh okay uh, like that well yeah. I guess we were, and the we had this beautiful Irish nurse. She goes, "Well, honey, you're having a baby this week," and I'm like, "This week? <laughs> <laughs> it's October first at this point." Um, and then so they uh, take me to our, they take us to our room. Um, it's a, I swear the the birthing suite that we were in. It's about as big as our like. A part, our apartment, living room, kitchen, and dining room area. The thing was huge. Um, a nice big room. It had like a, a little like pull out bed thing for the birth partners. Uh, and, you know, Tell was there with us the whole time. She goes, she was very um, adamant on checking in on me. She goes, Well, how are you feeling? Because I know this isn't your plan. Because at that point, you know, with the, I guess, with the, um, the bag, the water being broken, like I couldn't leave, you know, for like risk of infection and, and, um, all that jazz. Um, my brain's fuzzy. What happened after that bed? You know, we were admitted and, um, I guess they started, you know, of course, monitoring you and, I think the second yeah. 24 hour, a full 24 hours went by. Yeah, because you just and I had you know, dilated or dilated to to four centimeters. Yeah, with the help of the what is that? Foley Foley bulb. Yeah. Um, and then they were just like, "Oh, okay. Well, um, the 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 word of a." Uh, I, I will. I'll, I guess I should rewind back. And the nurses that who we who we got, they were very. UC Davis is is like a crunchy hospital, if any, by the best way I can kind of um, describe them. Like they're very open to you know midwives. A, a lot of pe- a lot of midwives who have to transfer, they go to UC Davis um, because the the staff there they don't kind of they they're not like oh well it didn't work out for you at home, huh? So you got to come to a real hospital. You know, yeah. they, they didn't, there yeah, were no, awesome. no judgment. Um, so the nurses that we had, uh, Jennifer, she was very into like aromatherapy. Um, she would give me like a cup and drop a couple drops of peppermint oil in there just to kind of like help like me breathe and, and stuff like that. So I was very grateful. Um, they were very open to the fact that we didn't have we didn't know the sex because we wanted we wanted baby no sex to be um, a surprise. So they were open to that. Um, they were also open to uh, I had I didn't want to use the word pain. Um, discomfort. I used the word discomfort. So, again, they were very open to to and they had asked us. They're like, what words are you comfortable with? So I thought that was wow. very, very awesome. Um, and. So here we are 24 hours later, nothing's happening. And then the, the infamous P word, you know, uh, gets thrown in there. Pitocin. And yeah. I'm just like, what the piss? <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know. Uh, and at this point, I was doing very well with um, uh, handling the, the pressure waves on, on my own. Uh, when they were they got a little intense, like, again, like on my own before the Pitocin, I was using the gas and air so I can suck in the gas. 
was like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, now tell me about that real quick. What what was that? That uh, the gas. The gas. I guess they they call it like laughing gas or something. Even though I wasn't oh, laughing. I was, okay. I would, uh, nitrous. Yeah, the nitrous. So, so it's I like would, what you get at the dentist. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. As the pressure wave would come, I would I would breathe in the air and then um, slowly release it out. Um, re- release the my my breath. Um, and that was very, I would, I could, um, tolerate that. Like it wasn't, uh, uncomfortable yeah, or anything, yeah. but then when they gave me that freaking Pitocin, I was just like, what is this ish? I was like, no, mm. I was like, this isn't worth it. I was like, the gas is broken. It's not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that because the pressure waves intensified with the Pitocin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah pressure waves intensified with Pitocin. And I was just like, oh, this is, I think I was on it for like 12 hours. Um, I had got, you. the max is what they'll give you in 24 hours is I think what, 30, 30 milligrams. And I was already at like 24. Um, an incredible Hulk on me. Yeah. And I, I was just like, oh my word. So I had this, again, being a very empowered patient. Um <laughs> I, I had this lovely idea, and I didn't want my husband to be complacent to what I was about to do. I asked, I had kicked off my socks underneath my bed, and I was like, "Hey, babe, can you go grab me some? Ask the nurse and get me some more socks." So he leaves the the room to go get me some more socks, and I roll over and I turn off all the machines, all the like the pitocin machine, <sighs> and um, I kept the heart monitor on because I, you know, I was like, "That's needed," and um, I had the antibody or antibiotic for the uh, group B strep because you're, you're supposed to get tested for that at 36 weeks. And I wasn't at that. I didn't make that milestone yet. So I got the um, antibiotics um, as like a a precaution, but yeah, I turned off my Pitocin machine. And so Sean and the nurse Jennifer, they come back in the room um, and she kind of looks over. She goes, who turned off the machine? (laughs) And it's like dead silence. I'm just sitting in the bed, like looking up at the ceiling. Like I'm like, I'm trying not to make like, no, don't make eye contact. She won't know it with me if I don't make eye contact. That's like what you do in the classroom when the teacher is calling yeah. on people. Just don't look at her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so at that point, you know, uh, Sean's just like, oh, well, we need to call him reinforcement. So he calls our midwife and Tell comes over, call the midwife. Uh, she came over and... Um, she, you know, they kind of like, Pastavia, why did you turn off your machine? And, you know, trying to like get me to fess up to it. And, and I was just like, I'm, I was like, guys, you know, I just want my baby at this point. I'm, I'm, I was frustrated. I was like, those, I was like, it hurts. Like I can't, I could do this on my own. And, um, so they, they let me, I think they entertained me for like half an hour and, uh, they're like, yeah, it's, you're you're gonna need the the pitocin just so we can help you know the um your service cervix and everything like that dilate more and I'm just like oh okay um but then that's when the idea of uh, an epidural was introduced they're like okay because since the you know pressure waves are so intense um let's get the epidural and that will help you and uh, you know in my head I was just I was an anti like with the drugs or anything like that I was just I was kind of um I wanted my baby like I was just like sure if that gets me closer to my baby fine I will I will get the um epidural 
but I didn't come to that decision myself. Um, I had Cohen and I had this thing where, you know, we have a best friend answer and we have a, like a spouse answer for when we're in different debates or we can't make a decision. Um, and so I turned to him and I was just like, I can't make a cognitive decision. What, what do I do? And, you know, everybody, all eyes are on Sean at this point. (laughs) And so he gives me his, his answer. What what did you end up saying? I said, as your husband, um, I just want you to be okay. And I said, as your best friend, I think you should get the epidural so that you could just rule it out and not, what if, what if I had tried that? Yeah. So I was like, I look over at the anesthesiologist. I was like, oh, well, I guess we're getting the, the damn epidural. So let's get this party started. Um, so we got the epidural and I'm not going to lie. I'm like, this is awesome. This is a great, <laughs> great invention that, you know, Western medicine has invented. I was like, this is amazing. Um, and uh, I had that, what, what was it? Now we're on the morning of the third. And again, I was, I didn't have any, I didn't, I was still at like four and a half at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still, still, well, then you were able to get some sleep. Yeah, I was able to sleep. Yeah, this is like probably like mid morning around like 11. But that, um, that created a new problem. Yeah, so when I would sleep, Nob's heart rate would go down. And it was concerning for them because beforehand Nov's heart rate would stay around in like the 160s um because I remember them being so excited everybody was having like oh I bet it's a boy because you know the higher heart rate and um then when the heart rate start going down to between like 120 and 140 it was uh concerning because it had stayed it was consistent at over 160 for so long um and so they were just like well what did, what did they what did they say after that? That's when they started talking about uh, cesarean. Yes, um, and I I was just like, what? This is compl-. it was like a complete three sixty three. Yeah, that's the total number. It is one eighty three sixty. I can't. <laughs> um, I know my brain is like, what are the numbers add up to? But um, a, can three, a complete 360 from planning a home birth to all of a sudden being told that, hey, you know, we might have to do a cesarean because of the baby's heart rate and you're not progressing. And, 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 and the, yeah, the, at that point, they couldn't I couldn't have any more Pitocin, you know, because um, I was they're like, you I'm, I'm a very I'm a petite person. I'm only I'm five foot. And they're like they didn't want to get me all the way up to the the 30, the max. Um, and so I was just like, I looked at him and I was like, okay, I was very, uh, I, I, I kind of surprised myself. Um, you said the same was, thing again. I, I just want to meet. No. Yeah. I was just like, I want to meet my baby. If that's what we have to do, that's fine. I want to health. I want my baby to be healthy and safe. Um, but I was like, I do have a little caveats. So, um, I wanted to do a vaginal um, sweep or swab, and I wanted them to put that on to know because, mm-hmm. you know, the baby wouldn't be able to to get those good, like, antibiotics or antibodies or, or whatever mm-hmm. going through the birth canal. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I was like, sweet, bro. So I was like, check. I was like, all right. 
Uh, number two, I would like my birth photographer to be present. And they're like, oh, we've never had that before. And so I kind of like laugh it off. I was like, hey, can I be your guys' first? <laughs> you know, um, they're like, sure. You, you know, sign wow. a, uh, a consent form. And um, the other the other thing, I was just like, oh, well, Papa was supposed to be, you know, because he was going to catch no, or that was the plan anyway. I was like, I would like for him to announce, you know, sex. And uh, they're like, yeah, that that's great. Um, and I was like, the last thing, I was like, if we could sing happy birthday, that'd be really awesome. <laughs> you know, so it was, as, as far as I can, um, you know, like imagine, like it didn't go the way we planned. Absolutely not. It's like the classic case of like, you know, like, oh, now I'm a part of that 35% cesarean weight of American women, you know, kind of thing. But um, the way everything went down and, and how our needs were met and, and um, it was, I was very grateful for that, you know? Um, so when we got into the delivery room, Sean, you know, everybody saying happy birthday and then Sean got to say, you know, well, you know, like, I think he said, hi, no, but you, you know, with her, her uh, sex and everything, we find out that she was a girl and she was born five pounds, um, 13.4 ounces. Um, and with, again, with the, their hospital procedure, then also, I believe it's a California rule. Um, if you are prior to um, full term, you spend at least four weeks or four weeks, four hours in the NICU just to, um, as like a precaution. And I'm pretty sure it's like a, it's a legal thing um, at the end of the day. Um, and so Sean got to be up there with her. They did skin to skin. Oh, and that was another thing. They let us do skin to skin, um, in the delivering room. Yeah. And then, so Sean got to do exclusive skin to skin while I was getting uh, stitched up and, and, uh, our birth photographer got to go with him. So we got some really, really beautiful, uh, pictures that we'll share with you guys. Um, but it was, I, I think at the end of the day, like, it, it was, you know, like I said, it wasn't what we planned, but it was absolutely um, beautiful, like, in its own way. Um, and with her being early, she did have um, uh, high bilirubin levels. Yeah, high bilirubin level, levels, which is, and it's something with, like, her blood. So I, my blood type and then her blood type were different. So she inherited her papa's blood type. And um, with the two different blood types in her system, mine, your your blood type has uh, markers on the outside. My blood type does not. So with my blood type, seeing those markers was, you know, trying to attack the markers that were on her blood type. So she's trying to fight that off. Also with the um, her bilirubin being super high, um, she was at risk for jaundice. Um, and so we had to do what was called light therapy. Oh, our sweet baby. She looked like, you know, she was in one of those like hot dog, um, little lamps. Like a miniature tanning bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had like her little like goggles on and just in a diaper. And, um, because that was the, that light therapy is supposed to help like reduce the bilirubin levels, but she had to do that for, uh, she, nine, 
two and a half days for 90, every 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So every 90 minutes she'd go under her in her little tanning bed and, um, then she get a 30 minute break and I would nurse her and we do skin to skin. And, um, I was, I was kind of freaking, I didn't have a moment of like panic and freak out. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, it's, you know, like my blood is the one that's causing her, you know, like a weakened immune system because that's the she's, story you told yeah, that's the story I told myself. And, uh, that's another thing, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to that we've been together for as long as we have. Cause he, he's very much, um, he goes, babe, that's not what's really happening. That's the story that you're telling yourself. Here are the facts. And, you know, she's going to get better with the, the light therapy. And she did, uh, which was really, really grateful. But our entire stay in the hospital was exactly seven days. Right. Uh, but it felt like seven years. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, oh, my Lord. Um, but uh, we had we made we ended up making our hospital room our own, our doula, Sonia, she brought in aromatherapy, you know, like diffusers, diffusers. Yeah. We had eucalyptus going, um, music, music playing nurses, nurses wanted to hang out in our room (laughs) for a checkup. And then they just like linger. And I'm like, Hey guys, I'd like to go back to sleep, (laughs) Um, which was really nice. Uh, And then we've had like, we actually schooled some of the residents there um, about the whole like aromatherapy and, and for me too, I didn't realize, you know, like cause I had a cesarean and they did the, I guess the biggest thing, my biggest milestone was making sure that I could pee and walk. Um, so I was just like, you know, got those things done or check those off, did their hundred, hundred, a thousand mil, milliliters. They wanted you to, yeah, they wanted you to do. And I will say for those who are listening, this might be TMI, but if you do end up having a cesarean, you still, you know, bleed afterwards. It's not like, oh, just because you didn't birth your baby vaginally, uh, you don't bleed. You, you still do bleed, and it might freak you out because it looks like freaking like Kool Aid. I'm just like, what? I was like, I don't understand. Like, where did all that come from? Um, and then he, you were very, very, you were a trooper there because you held a little container because they had to measure, they had to measure it out. I saw all the things. Yes, all the things. <laughs> all the things. He goes, oh, 15 years of marriage. Like, whoa, wow. Let's get real <laughs> intimate. That, I, gosh, all that is so amazing. You know, and I think, I think it's really cool that the parts that you described of what you were able to bring into that hospital space. I mean, it's almost like in a way that the, the purpose you served or like the magic you were able to create in that hospital as a result of what your plans were, you know, what your caveats were, the the influence you had and the energy that I know all of the staff and the nurses and residents were vibing off of. It's like, I don't, that just speaks to how awesome you guys are, you know, and what you had <laughs> planned and the life you're living and all of that. I mean, just imagine what you shifted by yeah. being there and what that can now do for future families and moms coming in who maybe had a plan like yours or whatever. Like, I feel like you opened a lot of doors through your experience. Yeah, we, we did. I, it was interesting talking to the PEDS uh, resident, the chief resident there. And she goes like, they lit, she literally had came, she wasn't even on our case, but she came in 
Um, and she goes, oh, I heard you guys have like the best smelling room on, on the ward. And you can <laughs> smell it like as you're walking down, like in a good way, you know. Um, and she wanted to she actually came in and she wanted to learn more about like essential oils and like what are good ones to have. And, um, you know, so I was sharing with her, like if you're ever stressed, like uh, citrus, like a, if it's like an orange or a lemon, just having that like in a diffuser or even, you know, like putting it in a cup and like smelling it. Um, that will help like kind of like shift your mindset. Um, it's very like real, not so much like relaxing, like uh, lavender will where it's like, you know, it can put you in like a very Sleep. sleepy, <laughs> it's uh, energizing, you know, so like citrus is a really good one to have. And, and uh, she goes, Oh, I'm so, so it was, she was like really excited and grateful for that information. And, and I was just grateful, you know, to be of service and just kind of share that with them. Um, because as, as like you guys were saying, we, and Tell was saying that about us too. She goes, you guys really changed the game right now because um, the fact, you know, here I am cesarean or post delivery and I'm walking up and down the halls like it ain't nothing, but not, you know, like listening to my body. I'm not like sprinting, you know, I'm, I'm like a little snail, but I'm, <laughs> I know I need it to move my body. So I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's all I have to focus on right now is mm -hmm. like move these like 12 steps down the hallway 12 steps back, hang out with my baby, you know, um, and, and that was another thing. I didn't take any like hardcore pain medication. I took, um, Tylenol and, and Colase. And you shocked all the nurses. Are you, how's your pain level? Yeah. They kept asking me what my pain level is. And I was like, Oh, it's at a three. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, <laughs> should it be at a different level? You know, but I would say like my, again, that whole like, um, mindfulness. So throughout the whole process, I wasn't like, minus me turning off my Pitocin. I did feel some kind of way about that. <laughs> um, but I, I had the, you know, like this little mantra in the back of my head, like I'm getting closer to meeting my baby. I'm getting closer to meeting my baby. Um, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want that energy. I didn't want to be so like negative or, or, um, frustrated or pissed off that I transfer that energy to to know so i was very cognizant of that um so yeah and here she is and now she's almost 10 pounds y'all she's yeah seven and almost 10 pounds eating like eating up she's got her papa's uh appetite for sure um <laughs> she had his mom shared with us that he would nurse until no like the milk would come out of his nose and that happened to her uh, what was it? Day, yeah. The day before yesterday or yesterday. Sure. And it freaked me out. I was like, Oh my word. <laughs> um, but she's, oh, she's, she's amazing. We'll send you guys a pic so you guys can see. Oh yeah. Awesome. We want lots of pictures. Yes. <laughs> you know, what I really appreciate about your story is, um, when you were describing it, you used the word beautiful and that's what I was thinking. Um, and along with that, you all just flowed. You know, like you, you really flowed with how things were progressing. And um, I don't know, maybe it was the way that you told it, but I, I get the impression that um, in the room itself, you know, you, you understood that, hey, this is, this is the plan and things don't always go according to plan. And so, you know, we can adjust and we're flexible. And you just had that mantra that, you know, you're getting closer to meeting your baby and you knew you're the ultimate end goal. And I just think that's very inspiring. Uh, for those for those folks out there who are listening, who you know, if 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 their birth just doesn't go a hundred percent according to plan, which that happens, 
You know,、mm-hmm. it's just you guys are great examples of what it looks like to flow, to、yeah. you know, to to trust, to consult with one another, have those conversations, make those decisions, and then once you decide, just move on to the next. You know, and、um, I appreciate that, and and I really enjoy that about your story. Yeah, I think that just you know, both of us, I guess, being in the military, all the different situations. I, I mean, I just I knew that it wasn't. There was no need to panic、mm-hmm. um, because that really wouldn't. Would, help nobody. That's not going to help or, or do anything. So yeah, I just really tried to stay calm. I mean, there were I guess that first night, first and second night、um, in the hospital, I was still drawing when I、yeah. could. You know, even、yeah. even if I was you know a little sleepy or tired, you know,、yeah. in, Inktober had started, so I was still trying to draw and, and, and keep up with that consistency. So. Yeah, just、uh, and I felt like that was a an outlet for me. And then the the just the the aroma and the music re- would really helped. Yeah, and it's like those small things. And and、um, I would say too,、um, being an advocate. So even like for those ladies and gentlemen who are out there planning for a home birth,、um, don't do do yourself a favor and, and research. You know, different hospitals in your area and. In the event that you have to transfer,、um, or in the event that you change your mind at the last moment, and because you know that's okay too,、um, but then that way you go into the situation empowered, and you know what you what you can ask for.、Uh, and the, the thing is, you can pretty much ask for anything, and then just see、yeah. you know what happens. We, we were、uh, <laughs> we were not afraid at all to ask questions. I mean, we had to sign different consent forms, and the nurses were surprised that. Together, we read through every page and, and asked questions. If we had questions, and I remember one one nurse saying, "I don't think we've ever seen anybody read this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think too a lot of that is my background of working in a hospital, and then like now working on the in the business side of, of the hospital,、um, and it is just like well. Because I think I had I questioned some of the language that was in there, and they had to go get one of their、um, to clarify. Yeah, their their attendings to to clarify. They're like, no one's ever asked this this, and I was like, well. And I think something else we really brought to the hospital that you know they're there and they're doing a job, and they <clears throat> they kind of get on autopilot and、right. this muscle memory. And there were a few nurses that that come in that came in to you know attend、uh, to Pastavia. And you know, I just had to stop them. And hi, I'm Sean. You know, no introductions, never said their name, and you know, just you know, social cues and 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 manners were, were something that I think we、uh, really schooled some of the nurses on.、So mm-hmm. You need to have so.、Um, Sean schooled them, y'all. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I realize I'm not the patient, but I am there. I am in the room. And, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I want to be acknowledged. So yeah. So I would, that's another tip too for the birth partners who who are there, just to you know advocate for yourself and and, and speak up because at the end of the day, and I, I would say say this too because I share this with the、um, the the ladies and and the gents in our hypno babies class is、um, you you have a right you know you have right to say no you have a right to ask for more information. You have a right to when they come in and they present something to you to to say like hey you know let me stop and think about that you know can you come back in twenty minutes you know you don't have to answer 
their questions right away. Yeah. You know? Um, and, um, I, I would just say just having that, you know, having that knowledge in your tool belt, tool belt only helps you in the long run. So totally agree. Mm, yeah. Very, very happy that you, you said that cause that's so true. And not everybody knows that they have a right. And yeah, it's, true. it's, it's true. definitely one of the things that we hear a lot of, um, on the show. It's the importance of advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, thank you all for doing it and being the example and, and talking about it. Yeah. Pasavia, Sean, and Baby Nove. Yes. Doing it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, we really Thanks appreciate you. Thanks for having you. us. Yeah, this is yeah. fun. I had a lot of fun. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.